Welcome to Learned Leg, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me. This is day four of season 99. Yes, we're late. <laughs> Question one asks us, if you load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Yeah, this is one that uh, was a favorite of my dad's um, and... I can hear it pretty much more so in his voice than in uh, Merle Travis's, so um, or Tennessee Ernie Ford's, for that matter. Um, but yeah, this is pretty Pavlovian for me. I um, have uh, heard the song many times as a kid. Um, you know, again, mostly because uh, it's a catchy song. My dad had a fondness for it, so I put down another day older and deeper in debt. Same. Uh, I know three lines from that song. Yep. And that's one of them. I assume the third is Preacher Don't You Call Me Because I Can't Go. No, no. I it owe was, my soul to the company store. It's that one. Yeah. I knew there was another one between the two I knew and uh, the fourth one. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did not know it was that one. Right. Uh, which I can't imagine. I probably forgot it because clearly go and store do not rhyme. <laughs> I super don't. Stow. Get in debt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. With your voice the way it is, you could sing a really good rendition of it, I think. Though. If I could sing generally, sure. Yeah, sure. That's very much the <laughs> guy gets his hands injured and says to the doctor, will I be able to play piano? <laughs> yes, great. I never could before. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that was the correct answer, of course. Uh, moving out of the of course territory, uh, question two asks us uh, what monarchy reached its zenith with the Hohenstaufen dynasty? I didn't know this, so I had to kind of guess it. You know, Henry VI was was an English king at some point, I believe, but f- there have been no Fredericks, as far as I know, mm. in the king kingdoms of England or the United Kingdom. Uh, so I figured Frederick sounds Germanic, mm-hmm. so I'll go to kind of the Central Europe area uh, and figure perhaps this is Prussia. Mm. Uh, Prussia is kind of my default for like, you know, pre-modern Germany things. It's, it's either Prussia or I don't know it. So right. I'll go with Prussia. Yeah, I similarly do not know any of these. Uh, like, all these look to be perfectly cromulent facts and none of them ring a bell for me at all. Um, I, you know, noticed the Hohenstaufen name and Frederick and Henry seemed you know, like you said, very Germanic or even like Dutch or something like that. Um, and so I initially thought uh, maybe Austria-Hungary, but I realized that what I was thinking of there was more like Franz Ferdinand with the uh, sure. Frederick kind of kind of assonant with that, but not mm-hmm. really. Uh, um, I realized I was kind of trying to draw a connection that wasn't there. Sure. Um, so then I thought, well, I don't think this is Germany per se, because I feel like I might have, you know, recognized that a little better. Um, but it definitely sounds, you know, Germanic in that sense of like, maybe it's more like the Low Countries, because I'm noticing Henry being in there. I thought, well, that sounds, you know, up more towards the vicinity of England. Um, and so I thought, well, what, if, what about Belgium? Like Belgium had a while there where it had colonial ambitions and it was kind of like, you don't really think of them as being a world power, but yet, you know, they had enough of that to 
you know, extend their reach quite a, a long way uh, over the globe, uh, though not to as great of an extent as, you know, France, Spain, England, mm -hmm. etc. Um, and so I thought that could be why I don't recognize these names. Um, you know, that that was, uh, you know, that that's what it's trying to lead me towards is noting that Belgium had, you know, this colonial history that I think we don't, you know, that that maybe is relatively pales in comparison to others, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but definitely existed. Uh, so I went with Belgium. Why not? I did think of Belgium, mm. but I was fairly certain that its greatest extent was under, in particular, Leopold, uh, uh, who sure. was one of the worst human beings of history. Uh, and Belgian, Belgium's uh, colonization of Africa, in particular, was mm. really, really horrible. Uh, so I, I rejected that, um, partially because F that guy. Sure. <laughs> uh, so it turned out to be the Holy Roman Empire. It did. Good to know. I, yeah, I, I don't think I ever would have gotten to that just because I would have thought that like the greatest extent of the Holy Roman Empire was like Charlemagne territory. Mm. Wasn't he a Holy Roman Emperor? Sounds plausible. Okay. Thought he might have been. You can tell I do not have a depth of knowledge in this area. Fair. <laughs> Question three asks us, what future baseball Hall of Famer uh, who had made his professional debut 22 years earlier uh, also won a World Series with the Cleveland Indians in 1948? So this one I'm sure I should know because I've, I've read about the person who it actually is, but uh, really all I could... You know, this is the type of sports question that I don't have much of a handle on. Um, and all I could tell is that this person uh, started his career with what sounds like uh, a black uh, baseball team as opposed to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the the major league baseball the at the time. Leagues, yeah. yeah, the white major leagues. I believe we're allowed um, to say Negro League. We are, but I don't love to. Fair um because it just doesn't feel good in my mouth so um uh i just went with jackie robinson because i thought definitely the the most famous um person who originated there that i could think of and that's as far as i could get uh my first thought on this was satchel page hmm. because i knew he had played for a very long time between right the Negro Leagues and the uh, American and national and or National Leagues. Mm -hmm. um, and then I thought, well, maybe it's cool Papa Bell. Um, mm. But I, just, I kept coming back to Satchel Page, partially because, well, that was my first thought. Mm -hmm. And as I say, I knew that he had played for a very long time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, finally I just kind of eventually figured, yeah, let's, let's go with Page on this one. That was the correct answer. Well done. Satchel Page was quite a character. He yes. pitched until he was, I believe, 56 years old. Oh, wow. That was in the high minor leagues, but still, mm -hmm. he, was, uh, he was actively good for that long. Mm -hmm. um, if, he had, if he had been allowed to play against everyone for his entire career, he would almost certainly be the unquestionably greatest player of all time. I see. Uh, when the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame first decided to open itself to players from the Negro Leagues, the committee was assigned to come up with four initial inductees. 
the committee unanimously decided we're just gonna Satchel Page is the number one period, like sure. he's he's the Gretzky of of baseball at that point. Nice. So that was that. Cool. Um, and that was the I did say that was the correct answer, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, on to question four, where I have several more layers of knowledge. Uh, we are asked to name a 1938 British comedy film that features a wealthy phonetics professor and a cockney flower girl. Uh, so I know this was what My Fair Lady was based on. Mm-hmm. I figured, oh, well, that was like the really early version. Was that Pygmalion? And I thought, no, because Pygmalion's like a classical story. Like, it's, it's mythology. And I knew that I think Oscar Wilde wrote a version of Pygmalion, but then I thought, well, but it probably wasn't like that in particular, because you know, that Henry Higgins and Eliza Doolittle is very much My Fair Lady. I'm going to go with My Fair Lady on this one. Okay. So that's how they get you yeah. uh, on this question, unfortunately. Um, so I, I recognized this as whatever was the basis for My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. And I do know that my Fair Lady, of course, was Audrey Hepburn and... Rex Harrison. I Rex believe. Harrison, thank you. Um, and was filmed quite a bit later than 1938. Uh, it's, it's a color film. Yes. It's a classic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, movie musical, as, of course, it was a stage musical. Um, and so we're definitely meant to think of that when we hear about the phonetics professor and the Cockney Flower Girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, that is too early for My Fair Lady. So we need to go back to the material that that was based on. And that was, in fact, a play called Pygmalion by George Bernard Shaw. Shaw, that was it. Okay. Yes. One of, the, one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. Well, and you know, another Irish uh, yeah. uh, writer of, of great fame. Um, and that part of how I know that is having been to Ireland and seen the Shaw yeah. uh, statue, I think, in Dublin. Um, but... But yes, I, I figured, I, I didn't know that there was a comedy film based on the play Pygmalion, which is, of course, a reference to a classical, myth, you know, myth of the the person carving out his, uh, this beautiful woman out of marble, I think it was, um, and, and having her come to life. And uh, so, you know, that's that's the reference that Shaw's play made to to the myth mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but I, I figured that this that's where this had to be leading is that you know it couldn't be my fair lady so it has to be the basis thereof and that would definitely be pygmalion so that's what i put down fair and that was correct well done Hooray! talk myself out of it i was annoyed that's too bad question five asks us for the usual translation of the russian word papuchik Yes, and gives us a good little bit of context for its use in the Cold War era. Um, and, you know, so basically a communist sympathizer is um, the term for this. And I don't really know the word Popuchik directly so much as I know that people who were seen to be um, kind of okay with communism were fellow travelers. Uh, I did try to think through whether this was something about, you know, being a red or being, you know, some some color-related thing, but I know just the tiniest amount of Russian enough to know that Popuchik shouldn't be uh, something like that. And also, I couldn't think of a two-word term 
that really was an equivalent to something like fellow traveler. Um, so the, the chick part I figured was the fellow part and then poput must be traveler, I guess. So, um, or, or maybe not, maybe that's just kind of a less direct translation than that. Uh, not so much a transliteration, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I figured fellow traveler was pretty much what the question describes apart from knowing what the Russian meant. So that's what I went with. Uh, I started thinking of fellow traveler, couldn't land on what it was. Mm. As I was roiling it around in my brain, uh, the term useful idiot came mm-hmm. to mind. Uh, and and I, I was thinking of that, but it just kind of didn't really land for me. Like that seemed mm-hmm. somewhat different from this in particular. Yeah. Uh, so I kept thinking, and finally Fellow Traveler popped into my head, and I thought, yeah, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Only about 10% more, but <laughs> more, eh, maybe 20. Uh, so I, I was about 60% certain uh, for, that it was Fellow Traveler. And that was the correct answer. Whew. Thank goodness. <laughs> and finally, we're asked to name uh, the essentially the occupation of a title character of a 1949 Pulitzer-winning play. Uh, in particular, uh, what got this one for me was Comes with the Territory. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I figured, one, I know that uh, the death of a salesman mm-hmm. is by suicide. I don't know that I've ever seen the play, but I knew that that was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, uh, a blank has got to dream, boy. It comes with the territory. That just sounded to me like what I remember hearing about a death, death of a salesman. Right. It's this very depressing play, and it's all it really is kind of in that way. Um, but just territory that, mm-hmm. and I know that's just kind of a generic thing that you could say these days about some other profession, mm-hmm. like you know, oh, teachers get a lot of uh, get a lot of colds. It comes with the territory. Right. Okay, sure. Um, but that just that that landed for me that you know and i don't know whether this is the origin of that but it would make sense to me if it was and everything else kind of matched up did i know exactly when death of a salesman came out no but late 40s sounded right mm-hmm. i knew it was widely hailed at the time and ever since so pulitzer winning sure title character okay yeah uh, that all matches up so i'm going to go with salesman yeah, I, I had a similar train of thought. Um, the only thing that gave me pause was the sort of uh, um, idiom, I guess, in which the quotation is written. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know it didn't quite sound like what I remember of the play, mm. but that's very vague. Um, and I thought Pulitzer Prize winning about an occupation about a character dying by suicide. All of that says death of a salesman to me. Um, and so I, you know, I, I kind of took a little bit of a flyer on the principle of Thorsten wants you to get it. Because mm-hmm. if it turns out that it's a warrant officer or a <laughs> farmer, like yeah. none of these kind of, you know, gelled for me. Right. Other than, you know, it sounded like all signs were pointing to death of a salesman. So salesman is what I put down. And that was correct. Because, yeah, we, we weren't going to be asked about the Pulitzer winning play, A Farmer Dies. Yeah. Like, oh, right, <laughs> that one, sure. Yeah. Uh, that was, yep. 
a little yardvark goes quantity surveying is not <laughs> yeah not the one yep. um so that left me with four on the day ditto um i was glad for a couple of them that i think were slightly better pulls um mm-hmm. you know but uh but yeah in a rundle eh, that's it's kind of middling so uh I well, guess we we'll already know it. the results i won my, oh, right. my opponent uh had a really bad day both That's defensively true. and offensively and just i i don't remember uh, exactly how badly i won but it was bad wow yeah yeah i lost I defensively which mm-hmm. i'm also annoyed with yeah. five four to six three Better. so my defense is real bad this year so far yeah. i'm not sure what's going on with that i've just had a hard time assessing is this hard for me or for everyone yeah. is it easy for me or for everyone i just yeah. you know and people's when people's uh, stats are just kind of in opposition to my sense of, you know, difficulty, I, there's there's not much hope for defense at that mm-hmm. point. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm looking now, and I won eight four three one. Wow. So yeah, yeah that's that's a little wild. <laughs> couldn't be worse defensively, but yeah, uh, for either of us, in fact. That's the max mm, you can get mm-hmm. with four points and with four questions and with one question. Yeah, so. no kidding. Yeah. Woof. Well, on to uh, better things, I suppose, which we are not. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, but that's it for today. Uh, tune in in just a few hours for <laughs> for uh, more post game analysis. Uh, follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag with all the vowels, and remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>